Welcome to the podcast, Simplify Your Business, Amplify Your Life with Jill Myrie, former teacher turned serial entrepreneur turned business coach. I help coaches, consultants, and service providers build profitable dream businesses while designing a lifestyle that brings more freedom. This podcast is all about actionable tips and strategies to help grow your business. No more hustling 24-7. No more trying to do all the things. It's time to simplify so you can amplify. You have some ideas and you most definitely have the passion, but now you need to create simple systems and strategies that will actually grow your business. That's exactly where I step in. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let's jump into your weekly dose of practical business building. Hello, hello, hello. Hey, have you ever gotten bad business advice or business advice that you wish you wouldn't have followed? I have. I I realize hindsight is 2020, but I should have followed my intuition when it didn't feel aligned for me. Do you ever go through those times when, you know, in your gut it's telling you no, but you go the opposite way and then you regret it? Um, so I should have followed my intuition when it didn't feel aligned for me. But, and you know, even as I'm saying this right now, it's making me cringe sometimes you can fake it so long you never make it. And it is so thinking that you're going to be judged. I'm not here to do that. And I won't do that. So if you're feeling things like being secretly tired and broke, wanting to get, get rich, quick approach to something because you need to make money now, maybe you're um, patching together these questions that are these points or comments that I'm trying to make here are not about judging you because we've all been there. We've all been where we download every freebie that we can possibly get and want think that we can build our businesses off of that. And when we can't, we've gone so far into our business without making money that we now are secretly tired and broke and we're afraid to admit that. Um, you don't like it when people start asking you about your business, especially um a loved one asking how your business is going and you don't even want to talk about it because it's such a mess. So again, these questions aren't about judging you. We've all been there. But if you can relate to any of those things or others like it, I want to help you get past them. I am a down-to-earth practical business coach who believes that you can build a successful business that supports the life you want. I am passionate about helping female coaches and consultants get out of the overwhelm and into the profitable business that they want. The one that gives them the money freedom and time freedom without burning them out. There is a lot of great coaching content out there. I'll, I'll admit it. But as your coach in the moment, and I'm your coach right now because you're listening, I want to share with you the top 10 habits that I would suggest if I were your coach. Let me repeat that. Coaching itself does not change your life. It's the acting upon it that does. Habits that I would suggest you start doing if I was your coach. And the number one number one is to create a morning ritual. 
it honestly sets the tone for the day. And I always feel now that I've gotten into it and I've been doing it for as long as I have, my day does not go as well if I get up in the morning and I'm running out the door to something early and I've not had time to do my morning routine. It just leaves my day feeling a little unraveled. So start your day with a morning jam session. This is what I do. I have a jam session where I journal and I go through affirmations and I do mindset work. And I intentionally set this time for reading and prayer and meditation to set myself up for success. So that's why I really suggest that you do it. I want to encourage you to, if you have not ever written in a journal, to make today the day that you start doing it. And even if it's a little bit each day, it'll get longer and longer each day that you journal. But if I want to encourage you to write in your journal every morning 10 things that you're grateful for because a grateful heart is a magnet for miracles. So write out the 10 things for the day that you are grateful for. Um, and in your journal, write out the things that you're dreaming of and the visions that you have. And I can remember right, starting a journal and I used to wonder, well, what do people even write in these journals? And I can remember physically writing on my notebook paper, I'm supposed to write in my journal, but I don't know what to write. And I kept writing that over and over. And as you start doing, that action of doing it helps to free your mind and just write what's on your mind. So that's the journaling part. Affirmations, for me, I believe are very important. Um, it keeps your outlook towards the positive. Um, and if you're writing your affirmations for the things that you're looking to do and not necessarily for the things you don't want to do. Um, it, it, if you frame it in more of a positive way, affirmations, I believe, are big. Now, the mindset part of this could be reading a book that helps with your personal growth and development. Um, anything that will keep your mindset on a positive route. So the number two thing would be to be consistent. The flexibility of being an entrepreneur is so easy to just work when we feel like it. But if you do that, then you're not going to end up in business for long. We still need to have a schedule and we still need to have boundaries and we need to discipline ourselves to consistently work our businesses. We do have that flexibility to change things around. We do have that flexibility to take off on certain days or take a longer vacation, but we have to still build in the work part of being an entrepreneur and having a business. We still have to run our business. And that's where scheduling and boundaries really come into play. So being consistent with your schedule, scheduling days of the week that you're going to work and scheduling that the other times off and really doing that. If it's work time, you work. If it's a vacation time or time off, you take the time off and not worry about your business. And your number three habit is to build relationships. So many times people come to me with the idea that they're so afraid of being pushy or salesy or gross when they're selling. And sales is really all about building authentic relationships. No matter what you sell, you're in the people business. And when people feel seen and they feel valued, respected, appreciated, and heard, we build trust and we end up nourishing that relationship. So it's all about 
talking to these people as you would have a conversation with a friend. And yes, you may be talking about their business and the things they do there because that's your commonality, but it's building authentic relationships. You sell every day, whether you think you do or not. You tell people, oh my gosh, I just read this book. You've got to read this book. That's selling. We just had an amazing meal at this restaurant. You've got to go. You're selling. We saw this movie last weekend. It was awesome. You're selling. You are selling every day and you're selling because you've, you're telling friends who you've built authentic relationships with about your book or your restaurant or your movie. And it go, is no different than when you're selling in your business. If you're truly wanting to have that authentic sales conversation, then it's all about building authentic relationships. Number four is to read or listen to great content. Again, this kind of goes back to that jam session where you're um, working on your mindset. It's hard to fill others up from an em empty cup. If you're getting drained by your energy is getting drained by all the one-on-one -on -one coaching that you're doing and you're not refilling your cup, it's important to continue to grow personally and professionally if you want to be a positive influence on others. And readers are leaders. So what are you reading or listening to right now, whether it's podcasts or books? You want to listen to great content, content that builds you back up and fills up your cup so you can pour that on to other people. Number five, your top five or top 10 habits, your number five is to run your own race. It's a human nature to compare ourselves to others, and it's worse when we can see others touting all of their success all over the internet. Oh, I made six figures in two months or whatever. Whenever we compare ourselves to others, we always come up short. We compare our weaknesses to their strengths. So we're going to come up short. Learn to not worry about what everyone else is doing and compete against yourself. Habit number six is to track everything. What you track gets done and track your potential clients, your you want to track your current clients, track your goals, track the number of sales conversations you have, track your receipts, track your income, track your expenses. All of this tracking is a game changer. Now, as I'm listing all that off, your head might be spinning thinking, how am I going to do all that? That just overwhelms me or whatever. That's where your automation comes into play. Get this stuff in it in a database so you know with your potential clients you're taking your potential clients through their customer journey that you know what step you're on with them and to just track that track tracking your goals setting your goals the number of conver sales conversations you have you want to know how many sales conversations does it take for me to convert somebody into a client because that's going to give you your goals for the number of conversations that you need to have. Look at this stuff every week. Even if zero sales are coming in or you're just beginning and you don't have anything to track, you need to have these systems set up so that, and, and you look at them every single week so that, if not every day, so that you're tracking and following where you're at. Eventually, you'll be manifesting the stuff right into these charts that you're looking at and you'll see that growth happen. So track everything. Habit number seven is to try before you buy offer. Sampling is a proven way to gain more clients. Now, those of you who are product-based, you know that. But car dealers let you test drive a vehicle before you purchase it. Grocery stores offer food supplies 
um, or supplies, food samples to try before you purchase. And so what's your sample? Maybe you're a coach or a service provider. What sample can you create? Is it an opt-in or a freebie on your website? A sample of your amazing health products. What is it? Um, and just because you don't sell a physical product does not mean you can't have a sample. That's where your lead magnet or opt-in or freebie comes into play. Speaking of a sample or an opt-in, if you haven't checked out the Money Making Lead Magnets um, mini course, check it out. It'll help you create your free sample or opt-in and build your email list. And the link is in the show notes if you're interested. But if you're struggling with that, definitely check that out. Your habit number eight is follow-up. Now, this is a critical area where a lot of salespeople fall short. No, nobody likes to follow up. You don't want to feel like you're bugging them and asking them, well, did you make a decision? Are you going to join? Whatever. You want to create a follow-up system that you take all of your clients through. Anyone that's purchased something from you. You also want to have a system for those that didn't purchase from you because they may not purchase from you right away and you don't want to lose them to somebody else down the road. So you want to continue to nurture that relationship. Follow-up is truly the key to your success. And it really, it takes 12 follow-ups before they buy. Now, if you just wanted to throw up, as I said, those words, um, take a deep breath. It's following up. Maybe one time you're calling, physically calling them. Maybe one time you sent an email or you did a, a message in the DMs. It's 12 follow-ups with these people before they buy. Okay. So don't get disappointed and set yourself up that the minute you have an enrollment conversation, you're going to sign that person. Hallelujah. If you do, but the majority of people have to go to the follow-up route in order to get those clients. Habit number nine is to never give up. Don't let what happened in the past determine what's going to happen in your future. I could have let many of my mistakes crush me because we all fail forward. But my why was so much bigger. When you know why you're doing what you're doing, it will keep you going when the times get tough. And they will. It's just part of being an entrepreneur. Sure, it might knock you back a little bit, but I have always lived by the mantra, a setback is a setup for a comeback. So take the lesson that you learned in, in, from that experience and use it to propel you forward. Just never give up. And the 10th habit is to be curious. When you come from a place of curiosity, you tend to ask more questions and you move away from just telling people what to do. Ask good questions, listen to understand, and then offer a solution. Because maybe you think you have a solution for this person, but that's not what they're looking for. So you really want to ask good questions, listen to understand, and offer a solution. In episode two of this podcast, we talked about the foundations of simplifying so that you could amplify how the power of one is your foundation to a successful business. Get the foundations built so you have the clarity on where your business is heading. Don't leave it to the bad advice of others. Just like the story I told that, I remember it so clearly and I cringe every time I have to think about it. But I want to thank you for tuning in to Simplify Your Business and Amplify Your Life. I will be back next Tuesday. And until then, I believe in you.